Previously on PVP. We're journalists. We're journalists. Oh, uh, we're Sack newsman. Up. Yeah, and we're uh, newsman, like you said. I, I, I really feel like I got a firm grasp on how the show works. I don't. And agree. I really, I kind of want to just get to the stories. Honestly, I don't even want this to be like an on-air thing, but maybe this just isn't working. What the? Look, dude, dude, look, if you don't want me to bronze your anus, I'm not going to bronze your anus. Of course I don't a... want you to bronze my anus. Okay, now I know. Of course I, I don't want you to now bronze I my know. anus. I feel like you're just derailing the show over and over again, and it's infuriating. I am okay? making the points that the people want to hear. No, I am the goddamn just... fan no, favorite you're not, asshole. you're not. Fuck, fuck you. you. No, fuck, fuck you, bro. Fuck, fuck you. you. Who needs a bronze of your anus? Fuck you. Coming to you from Los Angeles, California. The show where people turn for intelligent conversation on all the topics you care about. I'm Evan. This is Point. Hey, welcome to this week's Point versus Point. Uh, Going to be an exciting show today. Um, today is going to be exciting. Uh, I am excited about this show. So, um, I, I guess I should uh, address this right off the bat. Uh, you may have noticed someone hasn't chimed in yet, and uh, that someone is Gareth. Um, and that's because he's not here. Um, he is not here right now. If you listen to last week's podcast, um, you know that, that, that uh, you know, we had some words. Uh, some words were exchanged at the end of the show. Um, I said... I, I said some things. Um, yeah, he said some things. Um, yeah, I said more things. I responded to the things he was saying, and and um, it was a conversation, but it was an angry conversation. And uh, yeah, we, we you know we kind of had a fight. And Gareth's not here anyway. I got to the studio today, and um, <clears throat> there was a note for me, uh, and I'll just I'll just go ahead and read it. It says, "Dear Evan, you probably noticed that I'm not there right now." Last week was a real wake-up call. You were so angry, and I don't like you when you're that angry. I know we've been doing this podcast for a while, but maybe things just aren't working out. Anyway, go fuck yourself, Gareth. So, Gareth is not here, and that's fine. You know, if he thinks thinks I'm going to be rattled by this, I mean, he has got another thing coming because I'm a professional, okay? And, And honestly... I'm happy. I'm. I think this is good news because I, I just want to do a straight news show. I want to give you people the news. That's what you're tuning in for. That's what you downloaded the podcast for was for news, not to you know, to, not to hear um, a belligerent half ape man spout uh, nonsense. You know, proverbially, per- proverbially, proverbially, you know, uh, proverbially, you know, throw feces at the wall. That's not what that's not what you're listening for. You want to hear the news, and I'm going to give it to you myself this week. It's not point versus point. It's just point. This is the big story. Tell me a story right now. Go. I wish I were big. The big story. So our first big story tonight, Brian Williams in hot water. NBC News anchor Brian Williams is coming under fire for a mistake he made about coming under real fire in 2003 during the invasion in Iraq. 
Memes are flowing and questions about his credibility are rising. On Wednesday night, Williams, 55, told the audience of his nightly news, I want to apologize. I said I was traveling in an aircraft that was hit by an RPG fire. I was instead in a following aircraft, he went on to say. This was a bungled attempt by me to thank one very special veteran. Williams spoke of the 2003 incident while honoring a retired command sergeant major at the Rangers game Friday. Fans gave the soldier a standing ovation. But the problem is that Williams' helicopter wasn't hit. His apology was prompted by a story in Stars and Stripes in which crew members on the helicopter that was hit said Williams was nowhere near it. Williams and his camera crew were actually aboard a Chinook that was about an hour behind the three helicopters that came under fire, according to Stars and Stripes. Said Williams, I don't know what screwed up in my mind that caused me to conflate one aircraft with another. Now critics are wondering if Williams' career may be shot. So, um, you know, this is obviously a big story. Brian Williams, a huge newsman, and I guess he made a mistake and, and people are coming after him, you know, and um, but I, I got to say, you know, for me, my heart goes out to uh, the point that I'm going to make about this is my heart goes out to Brian Williams, because like Brian Williams, I am a newsman and I'm on my own, just like Brian Williams. You know, and the the whole the whole world is watching because his partner didn't decide to show. His his, his partner decided not to show, and and now, um, you know, everyone wants to know well, what what's Brian Williams going to do? Is he just gonna is he just gonna turn tail and and, and hide, or is he going to do the show because he's a newsman and and he can handle it? You know, I think he can. I think he can. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna um. Drop the curtain. So I'm doing an analogy right now because I, in this scenario, am Brian Williams, okay? And the people that are attacking him are Gareth, okay, in this analogy that I'm making. And, the, the, you know, they're, they're um, you know, they're coming after him and they, they think, oh, you can't do the show by yourself because, uh, because you know— all you care about is the news and you're boring. Well, guess what? I just I just did the story and and I'm doing it without emotion and I think that's important. And um and, and I think that's what would would you know, me and Brian Williams are um he's kind of a role model for me. I'm just going to say that. Like I think he's very talented and um he's got a great delivery. He's he's very he's very funny when he does those comedy programs. Um when he does, when he when he sings the news with uh, Jimmy Fallon, um, I think that's great. I admire that. His daughter is, of course, one of the stars of HBO's program Girls, uh, which I, I've I've watched. I believe she had her um, her anus licked in the season premiere, and that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. I think that you know he's obviously a cool dad. So, and that's important. You know, being cool is important. Um, and I'm, you know, and I think that's one of the qualities, actually, that Mr. Williams and I share, both as newsman. We're not just newsman. We're cool. We're both cool. You know, my, like, again, I, my daughter isn't in Girls and she didn't have her, um, you know, her asshole licked on, on screen. But if, if she did, I would be cool with that, too. You know, and we're both coming under fire. We're both Mr. Williams and I are under a lot of pressure right now. You know, and, and everyone wants to know what we're going to do, but we're going to be just fine, Gareth. The big story. Our next big story tonight. <laughs> Moving along just fine, aren't we? 
We're having fun, guys. Dave, Vicky, I feel like it's going good. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I feel like it's going really good. I'm cruising. I'm having fun. I feel like, uh, you know, took the training wheels off and someone, somebody's doing the news. <laughs> okay. Our next big story. Uh, yeah, coming at you. Yeah, this is fun. Jordan unleashes wrath on ISIS. Two days after news emerged that ISIS has burned a capped. You know what? Um, this is a really serious story, and I feel like maybe I had a little too much fun in that intro. So uh, I'm going to pull it back a little bit because this is a serious story. There's a lot of there's there's a lot of gravity to this story. So pretend or no, don't even pretend. I'm just I'm going to take it again, and it's just going to be like a serious newsman. Okay. <clears throat> Jordan unleashes wrath on ISIS. Two days after news emerged that ISIS had burned a captive Jordanian pilot to death, the Middle Eastern nation hit back. Fighter jets carried out airstrikes Thursday, then returned to fly over the home of the slain 27-year-old pilot uh, in the village of Ai in Kirok Governorate. Uh, This is just the beginning and you shall know who the Jordanians are, the armed forces said in a statement on state TV. They claimed hits on ISIS training centers, armed and ammunition depots. All targets were completely destroyed and all planes returned to their bases safely. The air mission was named um, Moth the Martyr. State TV aired exclusive video footage of warplanes striking unspecified ISIS positions in Syria. So... Um, this is obviously a really uh, important story. Um, Jordan, the country of Jordan, is uh, stepping up their the fight on ISIS, and um, and you know I think that this is actually a really important development. <laughs> I'm sure if you know. I imagine if Gareth were here, he'd probably be like, oh, Jordan, what's Jordan doing? You know, I love Jordan. He was, you know, uh, he was my favorite player in the 80s and 90s. And, uh, you know, remember when he scored 50 that one game and he's such a good basketball player. And then I'd be like, no, 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 Gareth. No, Gareth, you're thinking of Michael Jordan, okay? You're thinking of Michael Jordan. And uh, and he'd be like, yeah, yeah, Michael Jordan, I love him. And he'd be like steamrolling me. He'd be steamrolling me right now as I would be like, no, 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 no. And he'd, he, would, he, would, he wouldn't stop. And then finally, I would stop him for a second and be like, no, Jordan is a country. And he'd be like, well, he's a really good basketball player, but is he really a country? And be like, no, 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 there is a country named Jordan, okay? And that's what I'm talking about. And he wouldn't get it. And we'd probably go back and forth on that for two to three minutes. And um, the whole story would be ruined. The whole story would would be ruined. It would be totally derailed by Gareth's incompetence. Okay, so you know, fortunately, obviously, he's not here, and um, you know, so that it, you know isn't going to happen. This you know the story won't be derailed because uh, he's not here, and I wouldn't I wouldn't let that happen. Um, where was I? What Jordan? Jordan. The big story. Our last big story of the night, vaccines in the news. Um, I'm not sure if you guys heard about this, but uh, vaccines um, have been they've been everywhere. They're, they're the biggest political story so far of 2015 um, because there was a, a big measles outbreak at, uh, at Disneyland. Um, and, yeah, I don't know if you guys heard about that. Normally, I'm asking, obviously, when I say, did you hear about this, I'm asking Gareth and 
Uh, he's not here, but that's fine. Um, so I'm, I'm, it's a rhetorical question at this point. Did you hear about that? I'm asking that rhetorically. Anyway, I'll, I'll just I'll do the story. Uh, three potential GOP presidential candidates disagreed with rivals Chris Christie and Rand Paul, asserting unequivocally Tuesday that parents should vaccinate their children against measles and other infectious diseases. The comments Tuesday by Ted Cruz, Bobby Jindal and Marco Rubio highlight the uproar over childhood vaccinations as a measles outbreak that has sickened more than 100 people continues to grow. The debate over mandatory vaccinations and parental discretion is now a flashpoint in the 2016 presidential race. Um, So this is, you know, there's been a lot of back and forth. Chris Christie said that maybe they shouldn't be mandated. um, And now others are are jumping on him and saying, oh, they should be mandated. But they're kind of pinning themselves in a corner because, um, you know, historically, especially uh, recent history, uh, Republicans are anti-mandates of any kind. Um, And, you know, I feel so good because I just made a point. I just actually got a point out there. And that's I feel like that so rarely happens on this show where I'm actually able to say something that that is is true and real and valid. And uh, it feels good. <laughs> it feels really good. You know, I, at first, I'll be honest, when when I started doing the program this evening, I was a little nervous. OK, you know, uh, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm flying without a safety net. Um, but um, it, it's, you know, it's like it's kind of when Dumbo realizes that if he just flaps his ears long enough, he'll take flight, you know. And, you know, not that I'm I mean, I'm not I'm not Dumbo. Um, Gareth Dumbo. Gareth is the one who's Dumbo, but he, uh, but he, he can't fly. He's Dumbo who doesn't know how to fly. And I'm Dumbo that, that does. My point is when he's here, he's always derailing the show. So, uh, now is the, the time in the show where we normally do Gareth's turn. Um, obviously, um, and that, you know, and, and I think the audience has spoken on that, 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 that has, that segment has been a huge failure. Um, just a debacle. Every time we've done it. Um, but since he's not here, uh, it's going to be, um, yeah, I guess I guess we have to do Evan's turn. So uh, get ready for Evan's turn. Evan's turn. Evan's turn. It's my turn now, baby. I'm coming at you. It's my turn. Evan's turn. Evan's turn. Evan's turn. It's his turn. That's right. It is my turn. It's Evan's turn. Turn, turn, turn. turn. It is my turn, 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 turn. Yeah, so this is, um, it's my turn now. You know, it's, uh, this feels good. It's my turn. And obviously, normally, Gareth has nothing prepared. (laughs) Um, And I'm always chiding him about that. But, um, well, um, well, the truth is, you know, I, I, I don't have anything prepared for Evan's turn. This week, but 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 I just found out, okay, that I was doing Evan that the Garris turn was transforming into into Evan's turn, which is going to be a great segment in the future. Okay, the, the Evan's turn is going to rock this week. Um, it's uh, you know it's we're just flushing it out and we're trying to get the the song and the intro right and feels like we feels like we nailed that. So that's good. Um, and whew, next week, 
Evan's turn is going to kill you. Okay. Um, I'm excited about next week's Evan's turn. Um, oof, man, what is it going to be? You know, it'll be nice to have some time to think about it and be prepared. Unlike this week where I'm walking in and there's a note that says that I have to do the show alone because Gareth is a shell self. <laughs> I almost called him a shellfish asshole. But you know what? He is. He is a shellfish asshole. He is the asshole of a shellfish. Now, I don't know if, you know, if shellfish actually have assholes. I think they're, uh, they're, exo, they're exoskeletons and they don't have anuses. So speaking of anuses, that's actually, you know, how a lot of this started was, if you remember last week's episode, Gareth wanted to um, bronze bronze my anus he wanted to bronze my asshole and uh of course i was you know i'm i'm against that obviously i'm very much against that and i'm always you know um you guys know that i would never do something like that i would never have you know i don't want to i don't want to have my my asshole bronzed i don't want to sit in a mold for an asshole and then he wanted to sell that to you guys and i don't i just don't think there's a market for that i don't think people want to buy um a bronzed sculpture of my anus. And you know what? And if that is the thing that divides, you know, if that if that's the if that's going to be the the thing that's that that tears Gareth and I apart, well then so be it. But I'm not selling yeah, I'm not selling uh bronze sculptures of my asshole. I am not doing it, okay? And I'm having fun doing the show by myself. I am having fun and I don't need him and that's great and it is time for newsy nuggets of nuts. Newsy nuggets, newsy nuggets, newsy nuggets, newsy nuggets, newsy nuggets of nuts. I just, uh, I just realized that I said, um, you know, newsy nuggets of nuts. Very weird. Uh, I said it, um, you know, in a normal way, and I think it's, yeah, you know, I think, I think it's because I'm a little flustered. But um, obviously, I want to give the people what they want, and uh, I know, I know you, you're waiting for it all week. Uh, so this, you know, this is. Um, as you just heard, newsy nuggets of nuts. <clears throat> Barber offers Benjamin Button old man haircuts for misbehaving kids. A suburban Atlanta barber is offering parents of misbehaving kids a Benjamin Button special, a haircut designed to make kids look like old men. Russell Frederick, co-owner of the A1 Cuts Barbershop in Snellville said the first recipient of the Benjamin Button special, a shaved head with the sides and back left in place in the style of a balding elderly man, was his own 12-year-old son. Frederick told the Washington Post his son's failing grades dramatically skyrocketed after receiving the haircut last fall, so he decided to start offering the haircut as a free-of-charge option for parents seeking unconventional disciplinary measures for unruly kids. So... And that is a funny story. And if Gareth were here, we would be debating it, but we're not. So you just, that's your nut. I just gave you that nut. Okay? I just nutted that out for you guys. Um, and I'm going to do the next one. Okay, good. The next nizzy nugget of nut, nizzy nugget of nut, okay, is Texas boy suspended for Hobbit ring threat. <laughs> what? Okay. What am I? Oh. A Texas boy's fascination with the Hobbit has gotten him in trouble with school officials. What? Jason Stewart of Kermit, Texas. Kermit. Right? Kermit, like the Muppet, <laughs> uh, said it's unbelievable that his nine-year-old son was suspected, was suspended from school for threatening to make another. Another student disappear. 
Stewart's son, Aiden, recently brought a ring to Kermit Elementary School after seeing The Hobbit, The Battle of the Five Armies, in which Bilbo Baggins carries a magic invisibility ring. Jason told the Odessa American that the school suspended Aiden when he said he could make a classmate invisible with his ring. Quote, I assure you my son lacks the magical powers necessary to threaten his friend's existence, Jason told this, the school in an email. If he did, I'm sure he'd bring him right back. So <laughs> that is a really funny story. Um, yeah, I mean, because this kid, <laughs> this kid goes to school. You just seen The Hobbit and he's got this ring and he's like, I'll make you disappear. And the, 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 the school, the school disciplines him. They suspend him for threatening to make someone invisible. But a, a, as this person's, as this, this boy's father points out, not a real thing. Okay. You can't make someone disappear. And that's what makes this story a newsy nugget of nerd. There it is. That one felt good. That one felt good. Okay. Um, whew, what a show it has been. I feel like um, I feel good. Okay. I feel good and I don't feel lost at all. Okay. I feel like I'm sorry. I feel like I'm sorry. I feel okay. I'm sorry. I feel uh, I'm sorry. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take one. Okay. Dave, can you? Dave, can you? Dave, can you? Dave. Okay, I'm back, and I have composed myself. <laughs> I, um, you know, I, I, I think over the course of this podcast, I've done a lot of reflecting, and um, you know, at first, I was, I was really excited to do the show on my own, and, um, and I, uh, you know, I have to, hmm, emotions. <laughs> um, this is tough, but I miss Gareth. I miss him, and I don't. I don't know if he's listening, and I don't know where he is. Well, I mean, he's probably. He might be having one of his night lunches with Dan Gavandi, who I like. You know, okay, fine. I know Dan Gavandi and I have had some differences in the past, but I think he's a he's a fine, you know, upstanding person, and I, I, I and I'm willing to even accept that that's his real name. Uh, I just I, I. Uh, I miss you, Gareth. And, um, <sighs> that's, um, okay. I'm, I actually want to, uh, I'm going to sing a little song that, um, will hopefully, you know, really convey how I'm feeling right now. have been cold there in my shadow to never have sunlight on your face you were content to let me shine that's your way 
You always walk a step behind. So I was the one with all the glory, while you were the one with all the strength. A beautiful face without a name for so long. A beautiful smile to hide the pain. Did you ever know that you're my hero? And everything I would like to be. I could fly higher than an eagle. You are the wind beneath my wings. Did I ever tell you you're my hero? You're everything, everything, everything I wish I could be. Oh, and I could fly higher than an eagle. Wind beneath my wings. You are the wind beneath my wings. Oh, the wind beneath my wings. You, 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 you are the wind beneath my wings. Fly higher in. So high, I almost touched the sky. Thank you, thank you, thank God for you. You win beneath my wings, Gareth. <laughs>